Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, February 10th at Tampa Bay Downs. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development. We're going to take a look at the late pick four that starts in the eighth race. There are two stakes, including the grade three Sam F. Davis on the road to the Kentucky Derby. Jim, we'll start with the other stake, uh, the Pelican, which begins the late pick four. It's a six furlong dirt sprint, four-year-olds and up. Uh, nice uh, field here. Who did you land on? Well, I thought it was a two-horse race. Super Ocho has, has, has got a shot, but I just don't think that that he's the class of Sibelius and Nakatomi. Uh, Caramel Chip on the outside with Ortiz, uh, possibly, but uh, I've got the buyers fit, but the class doesn't fit. I still on Nakatomi here. Uh, Wesley Ward took this horse out to the Breeders' Cup Sprint off a good effort in the Phoenix at, at Keeneland last October <clears throat> and only lost by two links to Elite Power and Gunite. So my theory on this race is if Elite Power is running here, he's 1-5. to five. If Gunite's running here, he's 1-5. to five. Uh, Nakatomi uh, is not going to be 1-5 to five in here, but I think he's going to be even money or 7-5, to five, something like that. And coming off that race, um, rested from those two really tough efforts, um, Wesley's good at a layoff, 25% off a layoff of between a month and four months. I'm going to do Nakatomi here, and I'm going to take a stand and single him simply because I've got a spread in the other three races. You can make a case for Sibelius. Source comes back off a layoff. He ran in the Phoenix as well, but got beat by six links that day. And then he came back as a Mr. Prospector at Gulfstream and uh, was in the nine hole, and he broke great, and he won by four. But I question the quality of that field that day. I don't know if it was true grade three or not. Um, but I just think that Nakatomi has the edge on him. I think he's got... Uh, the stalking style that's going to that's gonna win this race. I think there's a lot of the speed in here with Super Ocho and Mish and Sibelius somewhat. So I'm going to go with Nakatomi and single him in the pick four. I'll either be in or out. I took Sibelius over Nakatomi. Um, strong win off a, off a layoff of that grade three at Gulfstream kind of swayed me. And the fact that I'm thinking Nakatomi's maybe a little better at six and a half and seven. Um, but the class drop is is noteworthy. Uh, I'm gonna and on my pick four. I'm gonna go a little deeper and include Super Ocho. Just the tremendous uh, speed that he has that uh, they just maybe wouldn't catch him. Uh, and then Caramel Chip. I'm gonna throw on there. He's got 11 wins. He's hadn't beaten this level of uh, sprinter, but his uh, last number is competitive. And 11 wins. I'm gonna. Uh, throw him on there as well for a price. The second leg of this pick four is a maiden race, so at least you can look at the early double payoffs and get an idea of where the money's going on the maiden race. It's three-year-old fillies on the turf at a mile and a 16th, and I essentially just went with Chad Brown here. Uh, he uh, tends to send horses who are ready to run to uh, these Tampa races in the winter. Oversubscribed is the one I took on top, a first-time starter for Chad. The other one um, is Stents and Statins, uh, and this horse ran at Saratoga in his debut last Labor Day weekend. Been off since then, but debuting at Saratoga, uh, they certainly uh, would, it would, you would seem to think they have a high, had a high opinion of it. Uh, if you want to go deeper, Gossiper for Bill Mott was uh, sixth in the debut, and she could certainly improve on that for Mott. But I'm just going to use the two chads on my pick four ticket with oversubscribed on top. How did you see this maiden race? Man, that's a strong opinion. <clears throat> um, I don't like maiden races in the middle of pick fours, but 
like you say, if you're watching this race closely and looking at the will pays of the probables on doubles, you can figure out which ones of these first-time starters are getting the steam. I think you're wise, obviously, to take the two Chad Browns. But I looked at this race, and I and I can't throw out very many horses. Um, I can throw out the four, the victorious dancers, tried six times and can't win. Um, I can throw out the seven because ground motion, they took this horse and put it in synthetic last time out, going back to the turf, they, this horse just doesn't fit. And then she's so sexy, the 10 horse on the outside has no shot. I don't know why in the world you run a horse in a maiden special way to get Chad Brown and Bill Mott and ground motion with a horse that can't win at 32,000. So <clears throat> anyway, those are three I can eliminate. I'm going to use the other seven. My my rule is, you know, use more of them, more than half. You take them all. And I, if I play the ticket, I will take all. But it's going to be a hundred twenty dollar ticket, so I'm not going to send that out to you. If I had to pick one, it'd be the Chad Brown first time starter. But I think you can't eliminate the Ground Motion first time starter, the six Our Prayer, and Shug McGahey's first time starter, Bell of Right, the five. Then you've got Stinson Statins, must be a, uh, a heart doctor that that owns that one, or heart and, patient. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, or hard patient. You know, maybe he's got stents and the statins didn't work. Uh, Lucivan Lestel for Albatrani also had a 53 buyer his first time out. So how much does that horse improve against stents and statins, which had a 53 at Saratoga? Um, and then the Gossiper, the horse that you mentioned for Belmont, has 54 buyers. They're all the same in here. I can't, I can't separate those seven horses. I'm going to use all seven and try to hit something uh, later on to make it worthwhile. Chad Brown will probably win 7-5. to five. Yeah, I understand the, the thinking because, for me, it came down to trying to keep the, the ticket budget around the, the level that we uh, like to focus on, something, unless it's a big day, un, uh, certainly under $100. And if I wanted to go four deep in the Pelican, which I decided I did, then if I didn't focus on the two Chad Browns, I'd have to go really deep. And so yep. I just took my stand with Chad. So, um that's kind of how I got to where I uh, landed versus how you approached it with uh, singling Nakatomi. The third leg of the pick four is the grade three Sam F. Davis. This is three-year-olds going a mile and a 16th. It leads into the Tampa Bay Derby. And I thought this was uh, a very well-matched group. I wanted to go deep in here. How did you see the Sam F. Davis shaking out? Yeah, I had the same uh, concept as the, as the maiden special way. I eliminated some horses that look like they, they need another race or they're just not quite the class level. Some of them are. And, and I wound up going, um, I think the, the horse that I'm going to take on top here is Agate Road. A couple of reasons. Todd Fletcher, um, um, Irad gets off this one, but uh, Jose picks it up. I guess Irad um, is running a Gulfstream today. I don't think he's on any other horses at Tampa. So Jose takes over, not a not a big drop. But the horse ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf last year. Um, they obviously uh, thought it was a turf horse, and now Todd moves it from turf to dirt. And he's 22% with that angle. And the horse has got certainly back class, is, was successful on the turf, and it's interesting that either the owner or Todd thinks that horse has a shot at the Derby and, and was going down that road. But there's no way he's a uh, strong favorite in here. I also used Tireless, the other Todd Fletcher, coming off a maiden special weight win at Tampa. So obviously he was pointing for this race there. I used no more time for Paco Lopez and Jose D'Angelo. Uh, I tried him at Gulfstream in the Mucho Macho Man uh, last time out. He went off at 2-1. to one. Uh, First World War finished second that race and came right back and won. And the horse really had a bad start here. Uh, Jose gets off, but Paco 
will probably get this horse out of the gate. Top Copper Tax coming out of the Remsen caught a muddy track up there. If you take that and just draw a line through it, last four buyers are 76, 78, 81, 82. And 82 is probably going to win this race. Uh, it's going to be right there unless one of these horses just jumps up and, and goes crazy. And then change of command, the nine horse for Shuma Gahey, of an 83 buyer last time out at Gulfstream at a mile and 16. And uh, Gaffleon takes this one. Fulminio for Arno de Delacour uh, with Daniel Centeno. And these jock, this horse jockey combination with the trainer is 32% for the last two years. So they tried this horse on the turf, went to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf as well. Um, finished right behind Agate Road in the Pilgrim at uh, Aqueduct last year. And then they put him on the turf, on the dirt here at, at you know, an allowance race, optional claimer, and, you know, ran second. Got beat by Crazy Mason, who's a horse that I liked, but I scratched out. I think this horse has more upside. I'm going to go six deep in here. It's um, just as confusing as the maiden special way. Yeah, I'm going five deep, and um, I it was leaning toward Agate Road, and uh, what kept me from – Going to him was um, not so much the dirt debut because I think he's got the pedigree for it. Was the fact that I think he he's a horse that's going to need a pace, and I'm not sure how hot the pace is going to be. I actually ended up going to a horse at a price that I think might be able to get to the front here and uh, win this wire to wire. So no more time. Ten to one, and the Delgado Barn has really good numbers. Horse coming over from Gulfstream. And this horse stretched out to a mile on October 22nd and showed big improvement. So I think the added distance here is going to do nothing but help. They're switching to Paco Lopez to ride. He's a speed rider, so that tells me that uh, they're going to maybe try to go for the lead in this spot. Last time out, the horse had a horrible start, was dead last, kind of moved moving all around the back end of the field there, trying to get uh, on track and get a path to run. Then sweeps up. Looks like he's going to sweep up to the lead on the final turn, understandably flattened out and finished, I think, fifth in the race. I think this horse is, is much better than the last race looked, and I just think there's a, a good bit of upside there that might make this one dangerous at a price. Copper Tax I liked a little bit. Got a wide trip in the Remsen, uh, and I like the fact that the last two works have been at a mile, and this is a um, uh, you know Maryland you know Delaware based trainer that is uh, shipping down for this spot at uh, Tampa. Uh, obviously thinks he has a, a Derby caliber horse and wants to try to prove it. Change of command. It's a horse that's won two in a row for Shug McGahey. Uh Then Tireless is a this, the other Pletcher who comes off a maiden win, but it was a, a nice looking one. It was at Tampa uh, earlier this year. So I'm going to go with those five with the long shot, no more time on top. Last race is a first-level allowance on the turf at a mile. Phillies and Mayors four and up. Went back to Chad Brown here. Royalty interest, the three. Uh, broke her maiden on this track at last March. Then the next start was in a graded stake, the Penn Oaks, and finished fifth, and she's been off since then. But I'm going to guess that uh, Chad Brown has her ready. Classic vinyl for Graham Motion. A uh, wide trip from a horrible post uh, at Tampa on January the 11th, so I think she's certainly better than the last race. And apropos, it's uh, Jim, James Toner, really does well with turf horses. First out since October, but this horse has shown some promise, so I'm going to go three deep in here. How'd you see race 11? Yeah, I saw it exactly like you, you did, but I'm going to go four deep. Um, I went with royal interest in here for Chad Brown. <clears throat> I love Chamino as a, as a rider on the turf. Um 
he picks this mount up from Irad Ortiz, and the horse has been out since June, but uh, that was in a $150,000 stakes race at uh, Penn National. So uh, obviously well thought of off the debut. So she, off the layoff, is is kind of tough to to have any confidence that she'll be ready off off the layoff, but she's certainly classy, and Chamino takes the mount. Apropos for Jim Toner and Jose Ortiz uh, coming out of the Laurel race where she disappointed, but she's shown some ability breaking her maiden in the maiden special weight uh, in her second start. Uh, if she gets back to that level, she's going to be competitive here. Uh, classic vinyl, the one you mentioned for ground motion, uh, very steady with a 75 buyer back at Colonial and five and a half furlong stretching out to a mile here, and she actually cuts back on a mile and 16th her last race at Tampa. Uh, this distance may suit her a little bit better. And then I'm going to use a horse that you didn't. Um, Albertrani's horse embraced me, the eight, with Paco Lopez taking them out. And that's always a sign that they want to be aggressive with this horse. This horse has not shown any speed in the last few races, um, but has shown the ability to come from out of it at longer races. She's going to be fit. She's cutting back from a mile and three-eighths. Um, whether she gets the pace to run out, I don't know. But uh, the back class here and the fact that Paco is going to be a more aggressive rider here makes me use her. So I'm going to go four deep in the pick four. So what's your pick four ticket look like? All right, I've got an $84 ticket, singling the two, Nakatomi in the first leg, and then going seven deep in the second leg with one, two, three, four, six, eight, nine, with two, five, six, seven, nine, eleven, with three, six, eight, nine. And that's an $84 ticket. I have a $60 ticket, two, four, seven, eight, with one and nine. With two five six seven nine, with three six nine, sixty dollars, and uh, hoping I can uh, get home with Chad Brown's one of his two of that maiden race. And then Jim, you had a good point uh, before we started taping about uh, the race that precedes the start of this late pick four, and it uh, could be a chance for a single to turn the late pick five into a late pick four, right? Yeah, I think uh, Wesley Ward has a very strong hand both in the eighth race, which is the start of our pick four with Nakatomi. But then he's got uh, Chi-Town Lady in the Minaret, which is a $50,000 stakes race. Uh, Chi-Town Lady comes out of some really good races uh, at Belmont and at Keeneland and comes out of the Breeders' Cup uh, Philly and Mare Sprint at, at Keeneland in November of 22. So uh, ran the test, actually won the test. So Chi-Town Lady is the class of that race by far. And if she's ready to, to fire off a layoff, I think you can single Chi-Town Lady and they have a shot at a pick five and a pick four. Something to think about for the card at Tampa Bay. If you're playing there or somewhere else, just make sure you have funds in that Keeneland Select account and you haven't uh, emptied it out by taking Super Bowl prop bets ahead of the big game uh, tomorrow. Uh, best of luck this weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week with another edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.